Hello, and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Dicker, and I'll be talking to you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. What is the most important thing to keep in mind when it comes to getting women to be attracted to you? Just be yourself. Okay, thanks for watching. Have a great week. I'll see you soon. Right, of course that's not true. While actually it is the best piece of advice, isn't that the most annoying bit of advice anyone's ever given you with relation to dating? Like, hey, sweetheart, I've been myself for over 30 years and look where it's gotten me. <laughs> um, that's true. The difficulty is that being yourself is first of all greatly misunderstood. And secondly, being yourself is one of the hardest things that any human being can do. And actually, one of the tenets of self-development is coming ever closer to being yourself without ever actually getting there. To discover what it really means to be yourself, keep watching. So what is yourself? If you are needy, if you are, have a low self-esteem, if you are depressed, if you've been depressed for most of your life, is that who you are? If you're antisocial, if you're shy, if you've been shy for most of your life, is that who you are? The answer is no. You see, when someone says, or when I say, be yourself, I don't mean be that person you seem to have been most of the time you've known yourself. I mean, your true self is who you are deep down inside. If we were to take away the insecurity, take away the shyness, take away the chips you have on your shoulder and the painful experiences you have around other people, what's left? What is that nugget of you that's left when you remove all of that baggage that we all carry around, around with us in our lives? That, that is the true you. And one of the ways that we often get close to being our true selves is if you've had about three or four beers and you're with a group of close friends who you feel really comfortable with, the version of you that comes out then, that is the closest to you that you've probably been in a long time. And I'd argue that's one of the reasons why we love drinking alcohol, because what alcohol does, among other things, is it removes our inhibitions. And when our inhibitions are gone, we feel much freer to be who we truly are. But of course, that's really easy for me to say. It's a hard thing if all you've ever known is shy Damien. If that's all you've ever known your whole life, how do you let go of that? And really, that's what self-development is meant to be about. This is why I am often a big fan of going to see a therapist. This is why I'm a big fan of understanding yourself as well as you possibly can. That's why I developed my free online personality test, which you're welcome to check out at any time. I'll have a link down below. But it's why I'm a huge fan of getting to understand who you truly are deep down inside. Because these there are core parts of who we are, if you're extroverted or introverted, if you're neurotic, um, your intelligence levels, how, your openness to change and novelty, new experiences. All these things are a true part of who you really are, the real version of you. But oftentimes that gets clouded by the experiences that you have in your life. So you know, if you walk around, um, you know, you can imagine, let's say you're at uh, work this week and your boss shouts at you for 20 minutes and then finally fires you in a fit of rage. 
and then you slink back home feeling really crap about yourself and your roommate has a girl over who happens to be really cute, she's just a friend of his and you really like her, how do you think you're going to come across? Or do you think that experience that you're carrying around with you from just an hour ago is like the cloud what she thinks you're really like in person? Because of course it will. And so most of us go through lives with this whole cloud, this, this baggage completely obfuscating who we really are. And most of the time, women have never met the true you. And yes, it's a lot of really hard work. And this is where men's work and, and self-discovery comes into play. But identifying your true self is also clouded over by another problem. And that's this. Each and every single one of us, whenever we're in public, we wear a mask. Uh, Carl Jung would call this mask our ego. And what this mask is, is it's, it's, it's a version of ourselves, an idealized version that represents the stories that we tell ourselves about who we are. The stories that we want the world to think about who we really are. This is our ego. And we put our ego out there because that's the version of us that we want the world to see. But the difficulty is that that, that version of you isn't really who you are. It's who you think you ought to be and very often that isn't nearly as attractive as the real you in fact oftentimes it's very far from as attractive as the real you and never is this more apparent than when i stick a guy in front of a girl he really likes what happens is he wears the pickup the pickup guy mask and when a guy does that all of a sudden his body language changes right it's like hey i'm damien i'm i i'm here because i think you're really cute what's your name right it's like a, a they go into performance mode and that performance mode is the ego at its strongest, and it is, it's very often the least appealing to a woman. And I know that I get it if you've got a girl who's, who's also got a really strong projection of her ego and that kind of stuff that can work with girls like that, it can work better. But for a lot of guys, imagine if you're not very skilled socially and then you still try to put on the mask, the mask you put on very often is unappealing without you meaning to. See, a lot of guys feel like they have to pretend to be confident or they have to pretend to be all these different things to get women to like them. And it can end up making them look arrogant, cocky, um, self-obsessed, uh, narcissistic. It can make them look all these, all creepy sometimes as well. It can make them look all these negative things because they're donning this mask instead of just being themselves. And the funny thing is, even if you know that's what you're doing, it is amazingly difficult to be in public and not wear a mask at all. I had a friend who spent two years in an ashram um, in India focused solely on discovering who he was, what the true self was inside. And he spent two years there and he only left because his uh, a teacher or sensei or master or whatever they're called died. Um, and so he figured it was time to come back to the, to the Western world. But it is a really hard slog. And I think that when someone says something simple like just be yourself, it is really easy to just to just look at such a simple phrase and suggest that that must mean that the answer is simple. But the answer is very, very far from simple. And then let's say that you have worked really hard to let go as many of your insecurities and negative baggage as possible. And you've become pretty good at being yourself. In other words, not putting on a mask, right? Not trying to throw that ego out into the world. And let's say you've gotten pretty good at that. You're also going to experience something else you probably didn't expect. You're going to start to polarize women. So what happens when you start to be your true self is you stop being an okay match for most people and you start, which is what you're trying to achieve, whether you get there or not, but that's what you've been trying to achieve. And instead you start to become a great match for a smaller number of people. So you're going to find women will really like you or really dislike you. It's going to kind of be, you're not going to sit in the middle anymore most of the time. 
And that's a good thing, but it, sometimes it can feel like a bad thing. It's going to feel like there are still plenty of women who don't like you. But that's actually okay, because the women who are are going to really like you, because you're going to feel like a really great fit for them. And so, yeah, don't be worried that that's the thing that you, you experience, because you should experience that. It's, I often say this to men and women who are polarizing. It's not a bad thing. You just have a really great filter for finding people who are a great match. So, yeah, these are things that you should experience. And so, you know, whenever you hear the term, just be yourself, I think you need to remember your whole life, from the day you're born until the day you die, should be about getting closer and closer and closer to who you really are. But you should never really expect to get there. You know, I've spent at least the last 15 years working on trying to discover who I really am. Uh, and and, and I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not there. I'm way closer than I've ever been. But I'm never going to be there. And, and I think that that makes me more attractive to a smaller number of people. And that's fantastic. That's, that's how it should be. And so, look, I hope that you've gotten something out of today. I, I've largely non-scripted today's talk because when it comes to something really deep and really personal for me and also that I think is really important, I don't want to script it because the less scripted it is, the more I am myself when I deliver it to you. Think about that for a second. That's it for today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Don't forget to check us out at schoolofattraction.com. I highly recommend you check out my comprehensive and free dating personality test, which you can find by clicking personality test at the top of the page. Thanks again for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you in my next podcast.